grace, peace, and mercy be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And thank you again for being here tonight, uh, really in this special time of Advent in which we come together, remember, in time of preparation, of looking forward to being able to, to celebrate this great news that is just so beautiful. It should be always upon our lips and our minds and alive in our, our life. This promise of this child that was given specifically for me and for you. And tonight we come together to receive a, a special promise in our Lord. In fact, it's a, a surprise promise that we hear about within our text. Have you ever been surprised before? Think of a time. Surprise! Maybe it was during Christmas, something that you got as a, a Christmas surprise in your life. Maybe it was when you were a, a teenager. Maybe your mom and dad threw you, or maybe you threw for your son or daughter, a surprise birthday party in which you got a lot of their friends together and they didn't know about it. Maybe it was for some of us the, the birth of a, a child, or at least the announcement of a son or daughter that was going to come into your life that God surprised you with, that God gifted unto you. How did you feel during that time of surprise? What were the emotions that went through you? Were you excited? Were you scared? Did you have fear? What was that emotion that was in you? Our story for tonight, the account that is given to us, is all about that. It's about this surprise that takes place, in particular in the story of Zechariah. Let's look at that text again that Pastor Mark read for us. It says, Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. So sacrifices were usually done in morning and in evening. And one of the jobs of the priest were to be able to ignite this incense to keep it going, both in the morning prior to the sacrifice and in the evening after the sacrifice. And this group of priests would be chosen at random. It says by lot, not an individual named lot, actually by casting lots. They were chosen. And so this isn't something that an individual would do every day or do all the time. In fact, some of the priests maybe never did this over the entire service that they put in because it was completely at random. It was completely someone that was left up to be chosen by God to go in and have this special duty, this special privilege of being able to serve the people. And so today, Zechariah is chosen. He goes in there and he's just going about his work and this surprise happens in our text. Something shows up that makes him scared. It makes him fearful. It's something that he wasn't expecting whatsoever. But before we, we get to that, let's go back just, just a moment. Actually, let's go back to, if you're following along in our daily devotion, to yesterday's devotion. This was the text for yesterday's devotion. It talks about Zechariah and his wife, Elizabeth. It says, and they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But, 
but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. So interesting where Luke starts the account of Christmas. Look how early on this is. This is Luke chapter 1, just at the sixth verse we are at here, is the story of Christmas is being told. It doesn't start with this picturesque moment of Jesus being born inside of the manger. It doesn't start with this portrayal of Joseph and Mary on this long journey on the way to the town of Bethlehem. It starts with this older couple. This couple that is maybe suffering for some grief in their life. A couple that has this, this hole in their heart. Maybe you've been there before, not in a similar situation, maybe this exact situation. If not you, I bet it was somebody that you knew at some point in your life. Somebody who couldn't have children of their own. Somebody who tried for a long time. Somebody who suffered miscarriages in their life. And you, or you saw that burden that was put upon them. That hurt that was there. That disappointment that exists. This is the beginning of Luke's Christmas story. What about you? Let's get away from that surprise question from just a moment and move to another one. Can you think of a time when you were disappointed? Time when you were disappointed. Maybe it was a job that you, you thought you had it in the bag. Maybe it was a promotion at work that you thought you were going to be able to, to get for sure, and it didn't come through. Maybe it was in a, a, a relationship. You knew you had finally found the right person for you. This was going to be going to be perfect. And then it broke apart, it, it fractured, it didn't work out. Maybe it was the school your son or your daughter really wanted to. It was number one on their list. They were going to get in. You knew they were going to get there. It was going to set them on the right foundation moving forward in their life. And they got that letter in the mail that said, rejected. Disappointment. Disappointment isn't something that maybe we face in this life. Disappointment is something that all of us face in this life. Disappointment is what Zachariah is moving through right now, he and Elizabeth. And then this moment of surprise happens. We are told that he is there, just going about his priestly duties. He's lighting the incense, and all of a sudden, on one side of the altar, stands before him an angel. This angel of the Lord shows up and gives Zachariah some very interesting news. He is frightened, and he is scared. Back to our text. It says, when Zechariah saw this angel, he was startled, he was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, just as the angel always says, right? Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. Elizabeth, you remember the story, right? Uh, this is Mary's cousin, uh, John. This is talking about John the Baptist. The one who is going to be Jesus' cousin to be able to go forth and prepare the way. Think about that, that great news that comes unto the life of him. This, this great surprise. Something that Zachariah and his wife have been waiting for literally. It seems like 
forever. This is the number one thing that they had on the list. The number one thing that they wanted. And finally, this messenger from God himself comes to this earth to be able to give him this great, great, great news. As a child, did you ever have something on your Christmas list that was the, the number one thing? You're saying, as a child, that's this year, Pastor Jeremy. I got something on my number one list this year. What was that thing? Do you remember, remember what it was? Something that you wanted so badly. I can remember being about uh, 11 years old, and I had a gift that I wanted so badly. Uh, I knew that I wanted this gift in early June of that year for my Christmas gift. My birthday had already passed in, in March. I knew I could maybe get it for Christmas, and so I began to ask my parents in June all the time. I wanted a, uh, a skim board. Living in California, uh, you know, the water the waves would come up. You run, throw the board on the ground, you jump on it, and you skim across the, across the water. And I wanted one so bad, so bad. I used one of my friends over the holiday weekend, and I knew that this was the gift that I had to have. And Christmas morning came that year, and I'd been asking for seven months for this present. And my brothers and I woke up, I don't know, what, 3.30 in the morning to wake our, our parents up. Finally got them out of bed maybe at 5.30 in the morning. And you know how it goes. You start ripping through the presents. There's paper going everywhere. We open up all our presents. We open up our stockings. And the gift's not there. It's not there. Don't get me wrong. I got lots of other things. Great, great things that my parents gave to me. Things that I needed things that I, that I didn't need, that I just wanted, and they provided these things for me. So we started cleaning up, got the stockings, you know, hung back on the, the mantle, got everything in place, and had my little pile of stuff over in the corner so my brothers wouldn't touch it, and they had their piles of stuff. And we're all sitting by our piles, and we're going through our little toys, uh, playing with the boxes, of course, too, right? Got to play with the boxes. And then my dad says, what is this? What is, what is this? And he opens up the, the door to his bedroom, into my mom's bedroom, and he pulls out three gifts. And I open mine up, and mine is my, my skimboard that I wanted. And I'm so excited, so excited that my, my dad and my mom had got me this gift. Thought for a second they... they Maybe you weren't listening to me all those months. <laughs> now, for a second, maybe uh, they just thought I didn't need it, and so I didn't get it. But at just the right moment of that day, when my dad knew it would be perfect to be able to give me this gift, he, he does so. This is the story of our, our text for today, but in a much, much bigger way, in a much, much more meaningful way. This gift that Zachariah and Elizabeth have asked for for so long that they may have looked to God and said, it's been too long. Maybe he doesn't hear me. Maybe he just thinks that I don't need this. And finally, on this day, God shows up in the form of this messenger and says, here it is, just for you. Funny enough, I wonder if Zachariah ever thought that God didn't remember this request that he and Elizabeth brought up so many times. It's ironic because the name Zachariah actually translates into God 
remembers. God remembers. Every time somebody called out his name, imagine that. If somebody's calling out your name, God remembers. God remembers. Think about that this week when somebody does say your name, because that is the, the truth of our story tonight, a God who always remembers. And look at this beautiful promise that he gives to Zechariah. He says, you're not only getting this random boy, this is top shelf boy that you're, you're getting. Look at this. He will be a joy and a, a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Wow. That little baby has a lot to be able to live up to, does he not? And what a great gift unto, unto him, not just this will be a blessing. Look at all those things. He's going to be this joy. He's going to be this delight. Many are going to actually rejoice because of his birth. He's going to be great in the sight, not only of people, but of the Lord, of God. He will be used to bring people back to the Lord. That people are going to leave their former way of life and come back to their God. And he is going to also prepare the people for the Lord. Not just God the Heavenly Father, but he's going to prepare the people for the Savior of the world. God remembers. God remembers. Zechariah must be so excited. How does he respond? Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. He puts that super nice, doesn't he? I'm an old man, my wife just well along in years. She is not so old. How can this be? The angel is right there before him. He doesn't ask if the angel is real. Pinch me, angel. Show me that you're real. Is this a vision? Is this just a, a dream? Is this really happening? No, he believes and knows that the angel is there before him. What he struggles with is this great news that has just been given to him. I'm going to give you this son. Again, here is the list of all the things that he is going to be able to do, how much God is going to love him. I know, but how can I be sure of this? Why does he doubt? He doesn't doubt that angel. He doesn't doubt God. He's serving as a, a priest every day of his life. He doubts because of the limitations he sees in himself. I'm too old. My, my wife, she is also well along in years. So how can this be? Do you ever find yourself maybe doing the same thing to God? God, how can this be? I know in uh, Pastor Mark's sermon a couple weeks ago, he talked about everybody being able to, to serve, to play a role in the church. I'm in my, my 80s, Lord. How can this be? How can, how can I do this? Maybe it's learning and going along in our study and we see the words that we should love and pray for our enemy. Even the real bad ones, God, I mean, they're, they're so horrible, and, and they are. How can this be? How can I, I need to pray for them? I know I hear, Lord, that we are supposed to be able to, to give, that it's, it's Christmas time. I, it's, 
so difficult already. I'm stretched at, at both ends. Will I really be, be blessed in, in giving? How can this be? And we ask that question because we put limitations on God using us. Because we see the wrinkles and the stains and the broken pieces in our own life. And they do exist. But God is so much bigger than that. It doesn't matter if we're older. It doesn't matter if we're poorer. It doesn't matter if we're younger. It doesn't matter if we're richer. God takes us for who we are, for the special person he created you to be able to be. And he says, let me do the heavy lifting. Let me do the work. And still we may ask that question, how can this be? As Zachariah does. But the angel comes down today and he tells us. Ask that question. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you the good news. I'm not here to convince you. I'm not here to, to beat it into you. I'm just here to tell you the good news. This is the, the truth. This is the, the promise. And you ask that question, how can this be? How can this be is answered because of who God is. Because of what he can do. Because he has no limitations. And so we should expect a God that wants to come here and surprise us. A God who wants to do all things and miraculous things through us. We should be ready for that. Ready to know we have a God who always remembers who you are and where you are at tonight. We should be ready to be surprised by a God who is going to show up and say, Desert Foothills, this is what I am going to do through you. We should be surprised by all the things that God wants to do, but we should also be ready. Are we ready to be surprised by God? Are we ready to be used by God? Because the same God that sent his one and only son to this earth to be able to be our savior promises us that that child will surprise us again when he comes back down to this earth to be able to take you and I with him to paradise forever. This season of Advent and always Prepare your heart for that promise. Prepare your heart for that surprise. Be excited with myself and Pastor Mark for what God can do through us. Who cares what our limitations are? He's the one who has already done all the things. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for allowing us to be here tonight and to hear your word, uh, to be able to just think about what you can do more than we ask or imagine you tell us within scripture and so lord we boldly pray to you tonight that you will do that through our congregation and more importantly through your church throughout the world make people hear that good and great news that we will not have to convince them but that your spirit does all that work for us thank you for the opportunity to be a part of your royal priesthood to be able to send this great and glorious uh, just sent of your son throughout the world that his love may burn in the hearts of many and that they may be changed so that on the final day 
there are more people in heaven because of what you do throughout history, throughout all generations. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.